You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. We are back on Real Presence Live. Thanks thanks for staying with us over the break. I was just talking about on the break how I have a tough time talking this morning. I guess I got a case of the Mondays. But uh, thanks for staying with us. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Yeah, good morning. This is John Clark. And we just finished up a wonderful campaign. Oh, it was. A wonderful talk about the campaign, Perfect Fit campaign, with Bishop Richard Pates of the Diocese of Crookston. Uh, the Perfect Fit campaign, you can learn more about it online at crookston.org slash perfectfit. And preferably consider being a part of that campaign. There's a lot of great things that are going to be happening here in the diocese as a result of having that center point to work from. You know, Bishop Balky had a good point. In the video, he talks about what we can do to help. And two of the things he brought, in addition to the monetary element, is to pray. That, that's a given, certainly is. But I thought there was a unique, or I haven't heard it anyway, but he also said, you know, it really helps if you offer up some of your sufferings for this project. So you don't have to all your sufferings, but give some of those you know sufferings, offer that up for this project. And... Um, and I would imagine uh, a certain degree of fasting, too, just, just to really put our soul into it spiritually. It's, it's going so well right now. It's, it's going to be a really, really good thing for the diocese. Yeah, absolutely. Again, you can learn more about that, crookston.org slash perfectfit. And if you missed the interview or you caught only the last few minutes, the podcast will be up later today. I really encourage you to take a listen to it, especially as we visited with the apostolic administrator of the Diocese of Crookston about the vision for what the diocese could of, could look like in the future with being able to have a place like this. Not to mention being able to take care of the sisters as they continue to age and, and providing yeah. the ongoing care that they need. You know, he says that it's a perfect fit, and it truly <clears throat> is, because in some of these cases, you can take a look where uh, uh, when, they, when they're forced to put things up for sale and just move on, um, sometimes there's an element that comes in that's contradictory to what the mission is, and this is, this is truly a perfect fit for the diocese. Absolutely. All right, we are going to head to our next guest, and I have to tell you, John, this is a topic that is very close to my heart. Uh, many of you know that I work for Covenant Eyes, and our mission is to go on the full frontal assault against pornography. It's a scourge that is destroying marriages, it's destroying families, and Kids 9 to 11 years old, yeah, I'll say that again, 9 to 11 years old is the average age of exposure now. And, and what we see, obviously, with smartphones and, you know, different technological devices in the hands of kids younger and younger means that they are getting exposed at younger and younger ages. And so, what we really have to do, though, is obviously Covenant Eyes has great resources, but we have to go back to the root. We have to go back to where it all begins, and that's our human dignity as beloved sons and beloved daughters of God. It's our identity. It's who we are. And we have to talk about sexual integrity and what that means in light of theology of the body. St. John Paul II was an amazing man, and he had theology of the body, which was far ahead of his time. But what we've seen as this theology of the body continues to get unpacked is just how on par he was, and it's no wonder that our culture continues to attack 
our very sexual integrity, our, our identity as beloved sons and daughters. And so I want to re- welcome in Caitlin Ripplinger. She is with a, an organization called The Culture Project, who basically what they go out is they, they talk with middle school and high school students about topics of human dignity and sexual integrity. And so we're very excited to, excuse me, have Caitlin on with us this morning and talk a little bit about this, get into the importance of this. Good morning, Caitlin. Thanks for being on with us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Maybe you could begin by talking just a little bit about yourself and how you came to be a part of the Culture Project. Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in Jamestown, North Dakota, um, for all through high school, and was involved with the youth ministry, and I went to lots of like Steubenville conferences and other things like that, and got really into my faith in high school. Um, and because of that, I decided to choose to go to Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas, because um, it's known for its authentic Catholic faith, and I wanted to grow in that as well. Um, and throughout my time there, I was involved as an RA for two years. I was also involved with our pro-life group, went on multiple mission trips. Um, yeah, really chose to see it as a time of growth and to lean into that. And I just graduated here in May with degrees in theology and music, um, vocal performance particularly. Um yeah, so that's about where I'm at right now, and <laughs> I found out about the Culture Project at Benedictine. Um, I heard about them initially because there was a missionary there recruiting, um, and I had just like picked up a pamphlet that she has had like, that they typically give out to the high school students, and I was already kind of drawn to that. I'm just like, oh, this is a, a pretty cool organization um, because they've been addressing. Um, particular aspects of chastity. Um, I had been frustrated in the past with, I felt like very loose or just very vague answers to stuff. Where, like I was like, I need something more concrete. I don't really understand this entirely abstract, whatever, at 18, 19, 20. Um, and I saw that they, in these pamphlets, like laid it out a lot more, yeah, like tangibly. And I was like, oh, like, this is really beautiful. And I wish, wish I had this language earlier. Um, yeah, and throughout college, my time there, I really got the opportunity to learn more about John Paul II um, and taking a class entirely on him um, my junior year. And with that, like my love for theology of the body and this inherent dignity of the human person, um, like just learning that so deeply touched well. Um, and with that, I yeah, I was going between Cross Project and different mission organizations, but I was like, I think I think young people need to hear this message. So this beautiful message. So you know, we we talked we we opened up talking a little bit about how um, how young people how they're exposed to you know the the dangers of pornography and sexual sin, and a lot of that is involuntary. They don't go seeking it. They just it, it's just an uh, involuntary where they just they become exposed to this. With the culture project. Um, this is something that they're most likely not going to happen upon, and it's uh, it's a battle, it's a force against this evil. How do you get your message out? How is the Culture Project introduced to um, kids and, and adults? Yeah, so primarily what we do is like giving the talks in the middle school and high school, um, and I like that we start, like we talk a lot about pornography, as you said, we start um, with the previous talk where we talk all about human dignity, but that really leans into like the aspect that 
a human person has value not because of what they accomplish or what they do, um, but because they're a human person. And, like, with that foundation, like, growing into, like, why is pornography wrong? It's not wrong, like, it's not because, like, sex is bad or, like, <laughs> um, these other, like, misconceptions, you know, kind of things. But it's like, okay, like, this is a violation of the dignity of the human person. Um, and seeing it from, like, that lens and also teaching and talking about chastity as a, yeah, as a sexual integrity of that it's not merely abstaining before marriage. Like, that's, that's the wholeness of chastity. Um, that's not it at all. Um, but... Yeah, it's what we do with our eyes, what we do with our hearts, what we do with our bodies. Like that all plays a role in that. So we primarily do these talks, um, and then we also are very involved online on, in the social media accounts that we have um, for young people to reach us in that avenue as well. If you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Caitlin Ripplinger about the Culture Project. It's an organization that goes around and outreaches to middle school and high school students, teaching them about human dignity and sexual integrity. And, you know, one of the things is we were talking about St. John Paul II that I think about is, is a quote that he had. And he said, the problem with pornography is not that it shows too much of a person. It's that it shows too little of a person. And I think it really goes back to just that idea of, who we are in our human dignity. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that, Caitlin. Like in general, what we talk about for human dignity or? Yes. Yeah. So um, with our human dignity presentation, um, we kind of start off by showing um, like statistically um, how like wild and miraculous it is that you as an individual exist. Um, to already like open the door, like wow, like like this is an unrepeatable person in front of me, and like I'm an unrepeatable person. Like that already feels much different than like I'm just like a happenstance. It is kind of a coincidence of um, evolution that just kind of showed up somewhere. Um, but like I have a purpose in this. Um, and then we also talk then about like the primary, um, oh yeah, the primary. Um, Problem, I guess, with um, abortion of just, like, again, reemphasizing that um, size and development does not determine um, the value of a person, but like, but the fact that they are already conceived and made in the image and likeness of God, that already leaves it out well. Um, and through this presentation as well, like, all these nice philosophical things are great, but we also show... Um, different like stages of development of the fetus in the womb to really humanize the preborn. Um, particularly my favorite is we show um, some footage of like a, I'm not sure how old they are at the time, but it's a baby in the womb that's hiccuping and it's just so cute. And so, yeah, so human that it's like, Oh, this looks just like a baby outside the womb. Like what makes it different in dignity? Absolutely nothing. You know, they're the same in its dignity. Um, yeah, so that's how we talk about that. Um, and, like, with that as well, we just talk about um, other aspects of dehumanization that happen in our culture, which is then where we can start to talk about pornography and human trafficking, um, and not in a way, particularly pornography, to not to shame them and not make them, um, yeah, feel like they themselves are, um, they themselves are sin, so, like, that... Like, we are called to greatness, and, yeah, this, yeah, consuming this is not, this is not greatness, and this is detrimental to the human person. 
um, and inviting them to step up in that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Again, we're visiting with Caitlin Ripplinger of The Culture Project. We do need to head to a break, but we are going to continue with her right after this, talking about a deep underlying problem that The Culture Project seeks to solve for these young people. And we'll talk about what that problem is and how they work through that specifically as Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... By John Clark, your uncle. Uncle John. Favorite uncle. Yeah, favorite uncle. (laughs) Named John. Oh, yeah. Does that count? I guess. Yeah, I only have one Uncle John. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for staying with us. We're having a wonderful time this morning talking with Caitlin Ripplinger about the Culture Project. It's a organization that goes around and visits with middle school and high school students talking about important issues like human dignity and sexual integrity. And, you know, one of the things you were talking about before the break, Caitlin, was this message of human dignity and this idea that we were made for greatness. And we think of St. Benedict the Six or Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. I just canonized him, I guess. Uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, and how he talked about we were not made for comfort; we were made for greatness. And I think about that as we talk about 
this idea of human dignity and, and sexual integrity, sometimes it's not easy. You know, you think about middle school and high school students and how things are just transitioning in that time in our bodies. And we're really beginning to discover who we are. How do you talk with them about things like that, understanding the way our bodies were created and that we were created male and female and it's a great gift that we're attracted to one another. We just have to be able to avoid where things become distorted, right? And then we start getting attracted to things that are not holy. Yeah. Um, start with, I, there's a quote by John Paul II in addressing his um, young group of people, his Schrodovisco, as he called it. Um, we said, like, when you lower the bar for young people, you rob them of the opportunity to become morally heroic. And I think that applies so much um, with these topics. Of often, we kind of just expect that teenagers, like, oh, they can't, they can't control themselves, you know, that are full of hormones and they have to address this in a particular way. They, you know, I'm going to let that run free. And it's like, absolutely not. This causes many issues in our hearts, um, in our bodies, in our societies, and that's not what we were made for. Um, so just start with that. Um, but in um, speaking with these students, it's important to realize that our sexuality is a gift, which can be shocking for some of them, thinking, um, as like the Catholic Church would not, you know, see sexuality as a good thing, but it's like, but we see it as such a good thing, um, and when used properly, can be a holy thing. Um, so in speaking about that, um, we emphasize that, yeah, we were made for this love. We were made um, to love like one another and to love God perfectly. Um, and through ordering our sexual desires, we are able to um, love them as a beloved, as they were made to be. Um, yeah, and through that, Excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, and that our mission, like personal mission, comes from our identity as a son and daughter. Um, and I personally love and have been reading um, Romans 8, particularly this summer, um, and preparing to go out for mission. I've just, like, we were, through the Spirit, we were given the opportunity to call out Abba Father. Um, and that's not just like a, I don't know, like, off the top kind of like silly thing but like this is a deep um like sense of knowledge and like knowing that we are seen known and loved by the father um and in sharing that um with other students um yeah really shows how the sexual integrity and this aspect of human dignity like is so concrete and so firm in that that's that's wonderful and i think that that's a message that that will bear a lot of fruit. There's no question about that. And I, I'm hearing in your conversation that there's really an opportunity to get kind of preachy. And I think that your message is talking to the individual and trying to open their eyes to what what's inside of them. I, and, and, and what made me think that was your, what you're talking about right now, but I also went on your, the, your website and read some of the blogs from some of the people, and it really, um, I found myself identifying with a lot of what was said there. Um, things like um, God doesn't break promises, um, how to pray 
those are questions that young people have. And so to get out and to encourage them to look beyond um, inside themselves, but look outreach for answers uh, is a good direction. You mentioned that um, you're preparing for ministry. Does that, uh, are, are you, uh, are you training? Are you in the process of, of uh, doing the ministry? Yeah, so this summer I've been support raising. Um, so I've been home in North Dakota doing that. Um, but I leave Friday to go to Pittsburgh for about six weeks of training where we learn the talks. Well, we write the talks, we learn the talks. Um, we get a lot of different formation in these topics um, to get an ability to practice. And then from there, we're sent to our site, which right now we are located in Ohio and Pennsylvania. You know, it seems to me as we visit this morning that we have an identity crisis. We have young people who don't know who they are and what they were made for. Can you talk a little bit about that and how we work to overcome that? You know, obviously you're going out on mission, but we've got a lot of parents listening too that maybe they haven't had these conversations with their kids and need to start having them you know, what message would you have on that front? Hmm. I think particularly as we talk about pornography, um, these conversations need to happen much earlier than they often do, if they happen at all. Um, like, although I have not personally struggled with pornography, I know many people close to me my age who came across it very young and did not know um, what to do with it or how they ought to see it or like what um, is going on inside them when they're watching this and all, all that stuff. Um, so in general, I think like age appropriate response has to come um, a lot sooner. Um, but the emphasis needs to be not on like, Oh, it's because like, yeah, sex is bad or because um, our sexuality needs to just be um, put in a box and put away and, like, not thought about, not talked about. Um, But it's like, okay, like, these desires that you have, like, can help lead you to the good if you allow it to and if you go that way. Um, Like, attraction in itself, like, for another, is a beautiful thing. It acknowledges their beauty, um, and it can acknowledge their complementarity towards you, um, and that can be a gift. Um, and teaching it as that, um, and then also, yeah, if we lean into this um, aspect and, like, really think, like, okay, yes, like I, Caitlin Ripplinger, am a beloved daughter hmm. of a king. Like, what does that mean? I mean, you can just be like, okay, that's cute, like, <laughs> whatever, but it's like, no, like, it's like the God of the universe made, like, the beautiful mountains and like the ocean and all these magnificent creatures and beautiful sights like thought of me and thought like oh like Caitlin Ripling would enjoy enjoy life enjoy existence I would love to have her with me in heaven um and he did not need to by any means he was not lacking um but seeing that like and knowing that someone cares so much about us um in that way is so I don't think you can really ever completely wrap your mind around that. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, seeing this and seeing like, okay, like with this gift, 
I have a call, um, not a mission through this. Um, and if we know them too, like if I made with this astounding dignity, so are my brothers and sisters around me. And like in acknowledging the creator, um, we ought to love them with as much as we can um, um, because he loves them as such as well. And love does not use. Um, that is the opposite. Um, John Paul II often spoke, yeah, that the opposite of love is not hate. It is use. Um, so if we are using people, um, whether through like the hookup culture or through pornography, um, that is directly violating this gift that we are given of another. Right, yeah. Well, and it goes to this idea that we were made by love for love. And if you look around at our culture today, I love that this organization is called the Culture Project because what is love? If you look around in our culture today, I don't think you would get a good understanding of what love is, except that love is the the crucifix, looking to the crucifix. Love came down and died for us, suffered and died for us, and gave his life for us. That's what love is. Love is self-sacrificial. Love is is selfless. And I, I think to share that message above all other messages is very important, wouldn't you say so? For sure. Yeah, and it's like, if we look um, within, like, um, marriages, like, romantic relationships, of, like, okay, well, who or what is supposed to be our example to look to? It's how Christ loved the church. And, like, what did Christ do for his church? <laughs> he gave his very life. Um, and, like, what does that mean, then, for us? Like, that... Yeah, in like our modern culture, you know, love is just kind of seen as this fleeting feeling that, um, yeah, it's just through the emotions. Um, and when it dies out, it dies out. You kind of just let it go, move on. But it's like love, no, love is willing the good of another. And that comes with making choices. Um, and it doesn't mean it's easy. Actually, it means it's probably, if it's super easy, it might not be as deep as it ought to be. Um, there are some difficult moments, um, difficult guesses you have to make um, if you are going to try to love someone as they ought to be loved. Absolutely. Caitlin, we are out of time, but really quick, where can people learn more about The Culture Project? You can learn more about The Culture Project at thecultureproject.org, or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at The Culture Project International. Excellent. Thank you so much for being with us and stay with us on Real Presence Live.